The Gulf Coast Growth Show is sponsored by Chevron Pasadena Refinery and is an extension of the Economic Alliance Houston Port Region, where our mission is to market and grow a vibrant regional economy. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Gulf Coast Growth Show. I'm your host, Jason Lee, joined by my co-host, Zeke Smith. What's up, Jason? Zeke, great to see you today. And Mr. Danny Grant, the Manager of Human Resources for Mitsubishi Chemical Group. Danny, welcome to the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having um, me. Danny. And now, Thank while you. you serve in that role, and we'll talk a little bit about your role and the importance of it, though, we have a special show this week. We're here to talk about veterans, uh, something that's near and dear to all of our hearts, uh, especially here in this organization. But it's being Veterans Day week, we just felt it appropriate to bring somebody on share a little bit about that. And, and more importantly, you know, I think women in the military and then women in industry, right? I think it's just, it's a great deal and it's kind of positioned you for the success that you've seen uh, and the things that you're able to learn. So we're excited to kind of hear your story and your passion for it. Uh, so Danny, <clears throat> we will talk a little bit about what you do, but give us a little bit of background about your time in the Marines, what you do. And you're wearing a shirt right now, Women's sure. Marines Association. So yes, kind of, I am. Just tell us the story. So it kind of happened by accident. Okay. Honestly, uh, halfway through my senior year, had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do when I graduated. My sister went to talk to the recruiter, the Air Force recruiter, and he was at lunch. The only one there was the Marine Corps recruiter. So within two weeks, my sister, the guy I was dating at the time, and myself all signed up. So I signed up halfway through my senior year. Wow. Um, left that summer, and I... Loved it. Nice. Of course, boot camp, very big challenge for anyone. Yeah. Um, just probably the best non-decision I ever made. Right. Just because it was something that was on a whim. Um, ended up spending almost eight years on active duty. And it has led me into the career field that I'm in now. Wouldn't trade a minute of it. It was probably some of the best times that I've spent um, were in the Marine Corps. So talk to us about those that are, you know, when you, the, the transition and that maybe the, the, the things that the Marine Corps helped equip you with and position you for success in the industry today. All right. So when I transitioned out, um, I'm going to age myself. It was 98. So it was a little different. There are a lot more opportunities now for those that transition out of the military. The biggest one for me, though, is we still, of course, had the GI Bill. I did elect that and I used it. So I, I left the Marine Corps in December of 90, sorry, December of 97, official discharge January 98, and I started college that next fall. Nice. Started off at Lamar University, did a year there, then decided to move back home to Cleveland, Ohio, and got my bachelor's of uh, political science from Cleveland State University. So it paid for my entire degree, which was something huge for myself and my husband. Um, right out of the military, not having a lot of skill base other than what you did in the military, was very hard financially so thankfully had the GI Bill and afforded myself that opportunity to get a college degree um, what I did in the military was service record book and legal so it transitioned right into a career in human resources because pretty much what I do now is I take care of personnel files and legal issues investigations nice. um, you know we do the promotions things like that too but it is almost exactly the civilian equivalent of what I did in the military for seven and a half years. Wow. So I had no idea at the time. It doesn't happen very often. It, that, that's that's right. 
that's pretty lucky. I mean, maybe, maybe not, maybe it's just the opportunity came right time and you took mm -hmm. advantage of it, but I, you don't hear that story very often. It's, it's difficult. Um, sure. try and help veterans when they come out to point them in careers in our industry. Yeah. But it can be very tough there, too, because a lot of places require experience, some kind of degree. So we help them kind of talk to them about what they need to do to place themselves in industry. It may not be the equivalent of what they did in the military, but what they did in the military, um, the other skills, the soft skills they learned will definitely help them in their careers in the civilian life. Well, let's talk about that for a minute, because. You know, like you said, not everything is going to transition, mm -hmm. you know, right? I mean, like helicopter pilot, like unless you're going to get out and fly helicopters, you know, that might not have an immediate transition sure. or some guy in infantry, right. right? Like that might not have an immediate transition to something out here in the career. But let's talk about fundamentals, right? When you think about the things that you learn in the military, that it didn't matter what career you had, those were things that you were going to carry with you forever. What are some of the key things, you know, in your time in the military that you think have carried with you forever? relevant of the career that you're in. Absolutely. I think one of one of the ones is dedication. So whether you're dedicating, you're dedicating yourself to your studies, your company, your your employer, your co uh, your coworkers, that dedication is is not always innate in someone and sometimes it has to be brought out and the military does that really well. Sure. Um, unfortunately, you see what happens when a lot of people are not dedicated to their time and service. But when you, you know, you learn that skill, it helps you all around in all aspects of your life. So I have dedication in my company, I have dedication in the employees I take care of as an HR manager. Having that, um, again, I see it a lot in others too. It's not just, you know, absolutely the only people that learn that are military, but it helped instill it a little more and ingrain it in part of what you are as a person. Um, we also talk a little bit about willingness to learn. So again, you can, you can teach this, but if you don't have that willingness to learn either in the military, in life, in your job, it's going to, uh, it's going to stunt your growth in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So if you have that willingness to learn, you're going to excel in, in whatever you do. So in the military, that leads to can be sometimes learning military history, military, your job, and it can lead to uh, meritorious promotions. So if you're driven and you learn, you're rewarded, but not everybody has that willingness to learn. Some people, and it's fine, they want to stay exactly where they are. That's fine. But if you have that willingness to learn, you can really move yourself. Wow. Um, another one would be volunteering. So I can remember specifically a great time when I was stationed at NAS Memphis um, our, our unit decided we were going to do donations for Thanksgiving. And that was probably one of the first times I ever did anything like that. And I would say it was probably 90, 1995, uh, right before they shut the base down, we got a bunch of people to donate food and we would take baskets to people that lived in rural Tennessee and, and to see what one meal or a meal and a little more food meant to one person or one family really, really hit. I grew up middle class, you know, both mom and dad worked. There are five of us. I knew somewhat what it was like to struggle, but nothing like what these people saw. Right. So that kind of gave me that volunteer bug. And, and I've carried that through different things throughout the military. And mm. then when I got out of the military, I had even more opportunity because I could volunteer to help veterans and I can volunteer to help other people too. So that was something that's, you know, near and dear to me. 
to this day, I continue to volunteer my time as much as I can. That's awesome. Yeah. What a great story. And uh, I mean, it just goes to show you that the things that are, are regular equipping people in the military that people take for granted that, you know, it's about culture. It's about who you become. Mm-hmm. And they, they talk about these things. The commercials talk about them and people lose mm-hmm. sight of that. So it's, uh, you know, I, I look back at my life and think, you know, how much better off most people would be if they had spent four years in the military, just to, just because going from 18 to 22, you're just a knucklehead, right? Like, don't imagine, know anything. <laughs> imagine how much more equipped a kid would right. be coming out of the military and going into college at 22, even after serving four years with just that structure and discipline and waking up and having these type of things brought mm-hmm. to you that maybe you're not experiencing. Um, while there's probably a little bit of partying, maybe happens, um, get a couple of Marines together, they might be able to have a good time. But maybe <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that. Yeah. But, but, but the difference is, is they, they'll do it. They're still going to get up at four 30 and the next morning and be out there. Be where we need to be and, and do what we have do to what do. You have to do yeah. Right. And so that, I think that's one of the things my dad was Marine and that's, is, he just, it, it, he bled that stuff. And I think that's an important deal. So um, what about talent? Let's talk a little bit about. Yeah. Talent. I was going to say, you use the word transition. So to transition the conversation a bit, you mentioned volunteerism and helping veterans, but I assume in your career as a co-HR professional um, that you're able to potentially help veterans in your job as well and hiring them because there's um, probably an underserved talent pool out there that, that I think companies, I know we are at Apache and certainly you are as well in Mitsubishi, like coming around to say this is a an untapped, relatively untapped talent pool with and a term we use is skill adjacencies. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it may not be directly exactly what that role is, but here's what they did. that could be a skill adjacency to that and they can learn quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so so what all are you all doing, um, whether it's volunteer or at Mitsubishi, about uh, t- to tap into the veterans networks and communities to, to help hire some of those folks? So a lot of what I do is actually through ECMA, through East Harris County awesome. Manufacturers Association yeah. and Workforce Development. We have looked at avenues of how do we tap into that as as an industry-wide group. Um, Individual companies have some success because they already have programs and policies in place. Right. Um, They're doing the transition days at some of the larger bases in our area. But with, with the group I'm with now, we are just, again, trying to educate on the potential of using that resource, that, that group of people coming out and how will they transition. Uh, professionally and personally, I've, I've helped in the past with, with doing resumes because our resumes, when we get out, don't translate to regular everyday English. Um, <laughs> a lot of code words. A, a lot of abbreviations <laughs> and a lot of things that we say in two and three letters that everybody else in the military knows. But outside of that, sure. what is that? Or how do you take right. an MOS? a military occupational skill and, tr- and translate that to something that may be very applicable to a plant or a construction company. Who is doing that? There are a lot of services for that now. Again, it's changed a lot, but within the last 15 years, I've, I have I can't say I've helped thousands. I wish I could, I wish I had that kind of time, but I know I've helped translate those resumes for people to be able to transfer into our industries. Also um, with, with Chad, he, he has military in his family also. And, and so I've helped him and he knows who I am. So when he finds out a veteran or someone That's is getting awesome. out, so he'll send me a resume and ask if I, if I hand this out to the ship channel HR group and that sends it out to about 80 companies. Oh, wow. That's great. So it's not as much as I would like to do. Um, I would like 
and love for Mitsubishi as, as a company, Mitsubishi Chemical Group, um, is changing. We all were a bunch of individual locations. Now we're one company, one company, one country. And I want there to be some arm of that that deals directly with the military and, and looking at that resource for a larger group. I mean, we're nationwide. We have companies in the Americas. And then if you look at nationwide, you know, I mean, worldwide, we have 60,000 employees. Wow. So I would love to get more veterans into our company sure. um, and tap that resource. You know, I think um, you, you hear a lot of small businesses that put emphasis on being better owned, you know, yes. so, I mean, because because the bottom line is, is if, you know, and, and, and I don't know what it is. Right. But it's just this we have this relationship with our honor and our pride of our veterans. So if I'm if I'm picking this guy or I'm picking that guy and I see better known, mm -hmm. if it's really a toss up. Yeah. I'm going better known. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so better known or entrepreneurs have the luxury of doing that kind of thing. Not luxury, but they've, they've earned the opportunity. Yes. Let me rephrase that. They earned the opportunity to be able to claim that. But, um, you know, you're adding this emphasis. If you had to petition or say something to business owners, right, that are not veteran, but they should put emphasis into hiring and bringing and recruiting and finding veterans, what would be your you know, your summarization as to why they need to make emphasis. Like if I, if I woke up tomorrow and I own a business and I'm not focused on trying to figure out how to hire veterans, why should I? That's, that's a big one. It really is. Um, I think there is the leg up of already everyone kind of, like you said, if you saw one business that was veteran owned and one that wasn't in equal, you know, apples to apples. So there's already a little bit advantage there, but I guess Biggest thing I could say to a business owner and, and why is, is one, um, kind of do a disservice to our veterans when they get out. So there's there are, again, a, a lot of tools for them to use now, but there aren't a lot of industries that kind of walk them along to show them the steps. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you're, you're going to get that dedication from that person. Absolutely. So you're going to have an employee Absolutely. that whether he or she knows the job is has that willingness to learn and is going to learn a job. They have the dedication to come and show up every day and do the work. And if, if you're lucky, they're going to have maybe a little bit of volunteerism bug too, and get a spotlight a little more on your company because of the people that are working for you. You cultivate a relationship in an atmosphere where veterans want to come and that's going to help. It's going to get the word out a little more about your company, especially if you're a good employer. There you go. Um, yeah. If you're treating your employees right, whether they're veterans or not, your employees are going to shout you from the rooftop and say, hey, come work for us. Yeah. You have a good employee that recommends someone else. You're going to look at that person first because your good employee most likely is not going to be around other people that aren't of the same caliber as they are. Yeah. And that, I think that's kind of what I was seeking. Right. Because. When, 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 uh, like I said, when I go and pick somebody as a consumer and I see veteran owned, I make that decision. But when uh, an HR person is building a job profile and they're going to plug something into whatever algorithm for the resident or the candidates that they're looking for, mm -hmm. and now the, the machine goes out to pull resumes, you know, the question is, did they, did they type in veteran or did they enter veteran That's... into that algorithm? And that really should be somewhere mm -hmm. where you, in my opinion, you should start because if you're gonna look at resumes and you got a can you got two candidates and you're like, man, this look this candidate looks mm -hmm. awesome. This candidate served my country. This candidate, I, I know he's gonna come with 
or he or she's going to come with boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom that they learned in the military. I mean, besides the army. I mean, that, you know, they don't, just, just kidding. I know that was, we just want to throw it in. Yes, it's okay. I, I, <laughs> I, I had told them before the show that my husband, my uh, son's father also are all Marines and my son chose army, but that's okay. We still love him. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. But, but really, you know, we've had Raymond on our show. He's an mm-hmm. army vet and a lot of great humans that have come in that were all, all the different branches. But the, the, the moral of the story is this, if you're listening to the show and you're in that HR role, or you're in that decision-making role of, of where do I find my talent? The question that you have to ask yourself is, am I putting veteran in the algorithm? Right. And, and, and if not, you should be. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's, there's upside to that. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong and you might have to edit this out, but um, it, it's, it's not, it's not discriminatory to search for a veteran, right? No, it's not discriminatory yeah. to search specifically for a veteran. Exactly. No. So you're not at any risk there. So there's no there's no risk to right. say that I'm looking for veterans. And that's a good thing. So. Some come. Well, I mean, Texas Workforce Commission actually opens up all of their positions to veterans first. Right. So, so yeah, before they go to, I think it's, and don't quote me because I may be wrong. I think it's about two weeks or so that those postings through Texas Workforce Commission are only open to veterans for about two weeks before they go out. To the general public. Cool. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's great. Cool. Well, look, we're getting near wrapping up, so we have a couple other things to cover. Zeke, is there anything else that you want to hit on? Yeah, just wanted to. Um, if you had any personal highlights, we you talked about your volunteerism and the job a little bit, and your role there in the obviously in the veterans community. Any any personal highlights you want to share with us in the, in the audience? Yes, um, I'd love to say that I just hit twenty five years marriage uh, to my husband in September, who is another Marine. So try 25 years to a Marine and another Marine. Um, Our children are very structured, put it that way. Uh, We have five, we have five children. uh, Sorry, we have uh, four children between us. Um, Great kids. And I would love to say thank you for 27 years being together and 25 years of marriage. That's awesome. That's personal. And then professionally, I recently took over a second location. So I'm now senior HR manager over two locations. Um, Great. So that's been a struggle, but I love it every day. Wouldn't trade it. Congrats to both. Yeah. We talked earlier, 25 years of marriage with two Marines is like 75 years, right? It's yes. Yeah. Like, okay. yeah. So <laughs> well, you've held I the age together. You look great. You actually, mean. he may say that I I've seen it kind of go fast, but he would probably say, no, it's it. Like we said before, dog years, about seven years for every year. Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Lots of hoorahs. Yeah. Hoorah. 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 Hoorah's army. Oh, hoorah's, yeah. Hoorah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Sorry. Talk about editing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that one time I got a Marine. Yeah, yeah. 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 That'd be exciting. Um, well, it's come bust in the door. Right? Yeah. So, but, but really, I think you, 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 uh, you personified what we were seeking in this week's episode, right? We wanted to share a Marine and, and share really a veteran who'd gone out and served. And, and you use keywords service, uh, giving back, and, and all these things that I think. Are, are part of the DNA of someone who decides to serve our country and then goes on to become an employee yeah. or an employer, and in, in your case, an employer of employees. Um, you know, you are really in that space, but it, it starts with your active service. You're actively involved mm-hmm. with a lot of organizations around here. You kind of carry that over from your time uh, that you did in, in the, is it Tennessee that you said that you. That was, yeah, that was part yeah. of where I was stationed. <laughs> right. where you were stationed. Mm-hmm. And so I just, 
that that personifies the the military experience in my eyes. Right? Somebody who served their country and then goes out and serves whatever organization, yeah. their industry, their family, uh, and then so it's a servant heart, which is what it takes for that person. So really hit the nail on that. Thank you for coming on today and Thank really sharing that story. Um, audience, we appreciate you. This this episode is specifically right, right uh, to call out veterans and their significance. And so if you're a veteran and you're listening to that. Uh, here at the Economic Alliance. We want to thank you. The Gulf Coast Growth Show wants to thank you. Um, And again, if you're an employer and you're not actively going out there and championing championing the idea and the thought of bringing veterans into your organization and putting it on the forefront, then let's make it a part of that. That's right. Let this be a call to action. If you don't know how to do it or you want to think about it, Reach out to Danny. Danny, how could somebody get involved or get connected with you if they have a heart for this stuff? Email would be Danny, D-A-N-I dot grant at M- cgc.com all right fantastic and there you go so that's that's how you could reach out if you or, or how do you do this how do you really make this a passion yeah. and you want to do that danny's a great resource for that uh and then again if you want to stay plugged in to zeke and myself give us feedback tell us how we're doing or just give us some ideas or thoughts or, or maybe even some guests or want to be a guest on the show reach out to us on linkedin get plugged in we'd be happy to help you Please, again, always pay this episode forward. Take this episode and go put it in someone's hand so we can spread the good news or the great things and tell more stories like Danny's. And if you want to stay, stay subscribed to us, go to the Gulf, uh, the Economic Alliance Houston Port Regions website. Underneath there, there's a media tab and you can subscribe to all of our channels. We want to thank you for being a part of the show. And again, ask you to tune in next week. Thank you, Danny. Thank you. Thanks, thank Danny. you for having me. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to go to the Economic Alliance Houston Port Region website and subscribe to our channels. And let's pay it forward by sharing the good news of what's happening in our region by passing this episode to somebody you know.